This episode is brought to you by my signature program, Play Cafe Academy, and my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. If you want to learn more about how you can become a member in either program, head to the show notes or episode description wherever you are listening. Not only do my programs give you the complete blueprint to get from daydream to opening day in your play-based business, it will also teach you how to operate profitably and live the life that you truly dreamed of when you decided to launch this business. So head to the show notes and I look forward to welcoming you inside of my programs. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. One of the busiest times for any play-based business is school break weeks. And because a lot of districts seem to be on break right now or have a break coming up within the next several weeks, this felt like the perfect time to share some tips that I've learned along the way to really help make these break weeks as smooth as possible. Because if your business is experiencing increased volume, That also means an increase in opportunities that you have for booked birthday parties, for future memberships, and all of that good stuff. So we want to make sure that all of our customers are having as positive an experience as possible over these break weeks, which can honestly be really difficult. So again, I wanted to dedicate dedicate this episode to giving that positive experience to not just your customers, but your staff as well. Because like I said, these break weeks can be stressful for all involved. If you happen to be a parent, in addition to being a business owner, and your child is preschool aged or above, you already understand how break weeks can be, right? Routines go out the window. It's easy to get stir crazy, especially if you live in an area that stays cold well through spring break and there's limited outdoor options, like here in lovely Western New York. It can be very tempting to plan a fun outing for every day of the week, but here's the thing. Everyone else in your town is also planning to do the same. That can mean difficult parking, lots of crowds, and tantrum-inducing lines. So we implemented some strategies at our indoor playground to help make even the busiest week as smooth as possible for families that choose to visit us. While we added tons of little touches that help keep our customers happy, even while they're waiting, it really comes down to communication. So that's the big takeaway that I want you to get from this episode. And that's a recurring theme of this podcast for sure. We always try to provide families who visit us with as much information as possible so that they can be strategic based on their own schedules and children's needs. After all, there is nothing worse for a parent of a baby, toddler, or preschooler than arriving to play from 10 to 11 a.m. only to have to wait for a while and then be granted access only when you're dangerously close to nap time. And trust me, a child having a tantrum in the play area is not going to be fun for anyone. So like I said, after several years of handling these break weeks, here are five ways that we learned to make the process easier for all involved. Number one, we have all important information clearly visible on our website and social media channels, and we call a lot of attention to it. 
So first, which I've talked about in a previous episode, we had a detailed frequently asked questions page where we discussed everything from the type of play we accommodate to all of our rules regarding snacks and different tiers of pricing and socks. And we posted the link to this informational page all week. And we constantly directed folks who called to the page to better plan their visit ahead of time. This allowed customers to get really familiar with our policies and procedures before they ever stepped foot in our facility, which really lessened the questions that we had to answer in person. And that took a big load off of our staff's shoulders. There's also a place to sign our waiver online ahead of time to reduce the number of things that need to be taken care of at check-in time. And to be honest, if you can, have people register ahead of time for open play and make this a requirement if you can. It's really going to make your break week a lot smoother. But if this isn't a part of your normal process and you typically operate as a walk-in facility, it might be a little bit difficult to convert customers during a break week to this process. So if your customers are already used to signing up for open play ahead of time, then really lean into this during break week. But if you're normally a walk-in facility, then at least encourage them to sign their waiver ahead of time. Now, in addition to that frequently asked questions page and our waiver, we also had dozens of photographs of our play area. So since we generally served a younger population, so under five years old, it's really common for parents with older children to wonder if our space is a good fit for their family or if they can bring older siblings along to play with their younger kids. So having photos of all angles and activities that we offered help families make an informed decision before they arrive, which can prevent frustration and disappointment. I can't tell you how many times first or second graders would walk in with their parents and their families would be like, wait a second, we drove all the way for this because they just didn't see the pictures ahead of time or whatever the case may be. So once we made all of this information really prominent on our website, it helped prevent people walking in and feeling that disappointment, right? Because We had a very specific type of play and it was very imaginative and that's not a good fit for every family. So put all of that information very clearly on your website and social media so people know exactly what to expect before they walk in the door. All right, my second tip is that we always made our busy times known. So anyone who called or visited our social media pages before or during break week we'll be able to find all of our recommendations about when to visit if they're hoping to avoid crowds, which also ties into that communication theme that we try to maintain at all times. So to give you an example, to avoid crowds, we always recommended that parents come either right at opening, so like 8.30, 9 a.m., which is earlier than most play areas open, or after 12.30 p.m. when all of the babies and toddlers go home for naps. We were typically busiest between 10.30 and 12.30, a.m. and 12.30 p.m. And during break weeks, we are always at capacity during that window. So even if parents do still choose to come during our busy window, communicating the waiting procedures ahead of time can allow parents to be prepared and bring a snack or supplies to help keep their children occupied should they need to wait to play in our cafe area, which we did allow people to do. The third tip I have is have things for children to do while they wait if you're at capacity. So like I said, even if our play area is at capacity, we still allow guests to come in on the cafe side of our facility and sit and wait. We always had coloring pages and crayons readily available so guests can hang out, 
color or have a snack while they wait. We also had books, wall activities, and some fine motor activities for children to engage in while they wait, which didn't take up much room. So even if multiple families are waiting, it never felt too crowded in the cafe. And as soon as one family left the play area, we let another family in. This process is usually very quick and wait times are pretty minimal because we schedule extra staff to accommodate the crowds and make sure everyone can flow in and out easily. And honestly, I found that when we're at our busiest times, people don't stay as long as they normally do. Wait times generally averaged around 15 to 30 minutes between those busiest hours. So again, we just made sure that we communicated this ahead of time so parents can be prepared. My fourth tip is that when we are at capacity, we post publicly. And if you have email communication services set up or text communications, try to enable this as well. So to check if we are at capacity, guests can simply call us, check our website, or visit our Facebook page where we post when we get to capacity. We recommend calling if possible because sometimes it does take several minutes for our website or Facebook page to update. So we made that very clear because we don't always have a staff that's you know, posting constantly on our Instagram or Facebook stories when we're at capacity. So we always recommended to call ahead of time and we can easily switch a recording that tells people if we are at capacity. We also had a sign for our front door explaining what guests can do while they wait so they can make their own decision to come in or not. Because something that we found is that it's much easier for parents to kind of communicate with their kids at the door, like, hey, we're going to try somewhere else, or we're going to go get lunch before we play or something like that. Because if kids come in and see the play area, they're much more likely to have a meltdown than if parents can kind of quash that whole process at the door. We also tried to put an estimated wait time on the door to provide even more information for guests walking in. And then my last tip is that we held plenty of ticket-only events and classes during break weeks. So in addition to our normal play hours, we also tried to host several events where pre-registration is required. So for guests with young children who want to avoid crowds and lines or who do not want to risk us being at capacity, like I said, we scheduled special events during the day during break. So we're sure to close off registration at a comfortable number so that it's not too crowded. So in addition to a craft or activity theme around the event, we incorporated open play as well. So guests are getting a similar experience to those who visit us during the rest of the day with some extra fun included. And of course, if we're doing an an activity or a craft or something like that, we always charge more. So it adds to a nice little revenue boost while also delivering that elevated experience for people who want it. And we've also found that parents of babies and toddlers and parents of children with autism or sensory processing disorders or special needs, they especially appreciate these events because it can nearly guarantee a more pleasant experience than braving the crowds elsewhere or while we are open to the public where you're really kind of left it to your own devices to decide whether or not you know to come during that busy hour and you really know a little bit less of what to expect than if you were to purchase tickets for that ticketed event. Now, to reiterate, communication is what's most important during busy weeks. If we're honest and upfront about the challenges that break weeks may pose to our customers, we found that they are much more understanding and patient than if we were not to provide that information. So, 
again, a couple of takeaways that I want you to get from this episode, and this will kind of serve as your play of the day. Kind of go through your staff process and make sure that you're making break weeks easy, not just for your customers, but also for your staff. So don't be afraid to ask them, hey, what will make your life a little bit easier during busy times? Is it you know, forcing guests to register ahead of time? Is it encouraging them to sign the waiver ahead of time? Is it encouraging to place their drink orders ahead of time? Is it making sure that we get extra change on hand or making sure that we schedule staff an extra hour before open play than we normally would so that they can prep and get everything ready and get some coloring pages ready? Is it having crafts available? You know, ask your staff and be very open with them. Like, how can I make your life easier during break? Because there's nothing worse than disgruntled staff, right? Because we want to keep them happy. We want to keep them motivated. We don't want to lose them, of course, but we also want them performing at their best because that's when we make the most sales. And that's when customers get the best customer service is when our staff is happy. So we want to make sure that our focus isn't just on our customers. It's also on our team as well. And again, make sure that you're taking advantage of all your technology. So if you have the ability to allow customers to book open play ahead of time, like I said, really lean into that and make sure that you are going live several times. Make sure you email several times. Make sure you post on social media. Make sure you put a banner or a pop-up on your website. Make sure you're doing everything absolutely possible in your power to really give that communication to your customers so that they don't feel blindsided by any of those complications that break weeks can sometimes cause, like crowds, waiting, all that stuff. So be very upfront and have places to direct people to when they call or email to give them that extra information so that they can really be informed and plan their visit ahead of time and start all of this communication well before the break week happens. So for example, if your schools are on break during Easter week, now is a time to start communicating because parents typically plan their break weeks ahead of time. So again, starting early is one of the biggest keys to communicating effectively. So your play of the day is to audit your staff process and your customer process and find any ways using these five tips to make the process easier for all involved. Because again, it's going to lead to more returning customers, more revenue that week, but also more recurring revenue if people have a positive experience when they visit during break. All right, I will see you right back here tomorrow for another play of the day and another episode. So happy St. Patrick's Day and happy break week to all of those busy business owners who listen to this podcast. I'll see you tomorrow. 